The History of North America series is a labor of love that I share with my teenage son, Sean, who is my partner, audio technician, and sound editor. Together, he and his twin sister, Kira, manage a successful family-friendly YouTube channel which offers science, crafts, travel, wildlife, nature, and history videos for all ages, including concise North American history capsules. I urge you to check it out at youtube.com slash Sean and Kira. Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. In this episode, we examine the relationship between a king of England and his realm's first great maritime explorer. Join me as the English sail west and compete to stake claim to a continent. European exploration outside the Mediterranean Sea started in the early 1400s and followed many currents that eventually led, before the century's end, across the Atlantic Ocean to North American shores. The age of exploration led to the rise of global trade and colonial empires, instigating contact between the Old World continents of Europe, Asia, and Africa with North America. These interactions produced the exchange and transfer of a wide variety of plants, animals, food, human populations, culture, and communicable diseases between the eastern and western hemispheres. The age of exploration allowed the mapping of the planet, resulting in a new world view and distant civilizations coming into contact. The era also saw the military conquest and economic dominance of foreign lands as well as the spread of European civilization and its advanced technology. As a wider variety of global luxury commodities enter the European markets by sea, previous European networks for luxury goods stagnated. The Atlantic trade largely supplanted pre-existing Italian and German trading powers, which had relied on their Baltic, Russian, and Islamic trade links. The European economic center thus shifted from the Mediterranean to Western Europe. Between the 11th and 15th centuries, the European economy was transformed by the interconnecting of river and sea trade routes, causing Europe to become one of the world's most prosperous trading networks. The Norman conquest of England in 1066 allowed for peaceful trade on the North Sea. A confederation of merchant guilds and their towns in northern Germany along the North Sea and Baltic Sea was instrumental in commercial development of the region. When the Lancastrian Henry Tudor took the crown of England from the Yorkist King Richard III at the Battle of Bosworth Field in 1485, he brought an end to the Wars of the Roses between the House of Lancaster, which used the badge of a red rose, and the House of York, which used a white rose. To properly appreciate the Tudors, one must understand that Henry VII won his kingdom at the point of a sword and picked up his newly won crown from the mud of a battlefield. Henry was born in 1457 in Wales. His father was Edmund Tudor from the House of Richmond, and his mother was Margaret Beaufort from the House of Lancaster. In 1470, he was given the title of Earl of Richmond by Henry VI, last of the Lancastrian kings. Early in 1486, the newly crowned king married Elizabeth of York to bring all factions together and reign as Henry VII. Henceforth, using a unified red and white rose as his family insignia, the Tudor Rose. He wanted this badge to represent him, his family, and his heirs as an important symbol that would enhance his legitimacy 
as king and propagate his legacy. King Henry VII of England was considered by many a usurper of the crown, causing him to constantly defend, promote, and solidify his tenuous claim to the crown. His son was the infamous Henry VIII, and his grandchildren were the monarchs Edward VI, Queen Mary, and Gloriana, the Virgin Queen, Elizabeth I. Henry negotiated marriage alliances for his children as part of his diplomacy. The 1503 marriage of his daughter Margaret to King James IV of Scotland aimed at detaching James from his alliance with France and ultimately led to a union of English and Scottish governments. Prince Arthur's marriage to the Spanish Princess Catherine of Aragon was ended by Arthur's subsequent death from a respiratory infection. Monarchs Ferdinand and Isabella suggested Henry's younger son and namesake as a replacement husband for their daughter. Henry VIII and Catherine would reign together for 24 years, until the king, in search for a legitimate male heir, replaced the queen with a new wife, Anne Boleyn. During his 24-year reign, Henry VII's policy of restoring governmental effectiveness and implementing a more generous enforcement of law and order earned him much support. Government income more than doubled as he showed great sense and frugality in the use of money. The structure of Henry's government remained medieval in organization, but the king's investments in commerce, attention to technological changes in shipbuilding and mining, and sponsorship of voyages to the new lands across the ocean all gave to the general impression of Henry's government an effect which was both modern and national. The news of Christopher Columbus's recent discoveries on behalf of Spain was a spur to English action and secured the support of King Henry, who gambled on his own venture of exploration. On March 5, 1496, the king issued letters patent to navigator Giovanni Caboto, better known to history as John Cabot, and his three sons, giving them his royal authority for a voyage of exploration. The royal document authorized them, and I quote, free authority, faculty, and power to sail all parts, regions, and coasts of the eastern, western, and northern sea, under our banners, flags, and ensigns, with five ships or vessels of whatsoever burden and quality they may be, and with so many and with such mariners and men as they may wish to take with them in the said ships, at their own proper cost and charges, to find, discover, and investigate whatsoever islands, countries, regions, or provinces of heathens and infidels in whatsoever part of the world placed, which before this time were unknown to all Christians. We have also granted to them and to any one of them, and have given license to set up our aforesaid banners and ensigns in any town, city, castle, island, or mainland whatsoever, newly found by them, and that the before-mentioned John and his sons or their heirs and deputies may conquer, occupy, and possess whatsoever such towns, castles, cities, and islands by them, thus discovered, that they may be able to conquer, occupy, and possess, as our vassals and governor's lieutenants and deputies therein, acquiring for us the dominion, title, and jurisdiction of the same towns, castles, cities, islands, and mainlands discovered. Join me next time as we follow John Cabot on his legendary voyage of exploration across the Atlantic Ocean to the coast of North America. Sailing for God, gold, and glory, this titan of history 
has entered the pantheon of humans who changed the course of world history. His voyages had profound global consequences and quickly led to the opening up of the continent to massive changes and European colonization. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying visuals, including maps, charts, timelines, photos, illustrations, and diagrams. Please consider supporting our History of North America series in the following ways. Join our growing community on Patreon. We offer lots of membership benefits, including ad-free content, bonus episodes, history-inspired artworks, and books. Receive an ebook welcome gift upon joining. Donate with PayPal and also receive an ebook. I've written many historical nonfiction and fiction books, including exciting international historical mystery and suspense thrillers. One such novel, The Dead Letter, is set in the beautiful Tudor England of King Henry VIII and his famous daughter, the Virgin Queen Elizabeth. All my books are available in print and digital format on Amazon. If you shop Amazon for books or anything else, Make sure to use our free link so Amazon knows who sent you, thereby giving us extra credit with no supplemental cost to you. All links appear in this show's description and on our website at markvinet.com. Spread the word to family and friends. And remember, all positive ratings, reviews, feedback, and comments are appreciated. This helps us expand our audience. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride.